against the expectation to the Good evening. I'll open up the introduction. Um, Heavenly Father, Father, we pray that through collaborating we will experience greater wholeness for ourselves and those which we serve. Bless the work we do together so that we may be abundant in harvest. With all your love, justice, and peace will be known by all and I'm sorry, and we and we know by all uh, for us to do good work in your name. Amen. Uh, first, I got a couple of comments. Um, one is, uh, I was at a, a, a mayor's conference last week, and it was a statewide. Oh, sorry, cheese man. My goodness. Thank you. No, no, no. We'll, we'll go ahead and do all that stuff, right? Uh, please rise for pledge, pledge of allegiance. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, I think I got too excited there. So, uh, Shannon, can you do roll call, please? Absolutely, Mayor. Councilmember Hollingshead. Here. Councilmember Cavey. Councilmember Bracken. Councilmember Brooks. Present. Councilmember Dietz. Here. Mayor Portem LaFleur. Here. Mayor Gray. Here. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'll go into my soliloquy. It's only 45 minutes long, so don't worry about it. Um, I was at a mayor's conference last week, um, the Thursday and Friday. It was a good conference downtown, um, besides being downtown. Um, but it was, it was a great conference. Uh, but most of all, what was nice is the amount of comments I got from other mayors regarding Castle Rock, um, specifically downtown Castle Rock, but Castle Rock in general, um, but specifically downtown, at least a dozen mayors came up to me um, wanting to figure out and talk to town council, talk to staff, talk to DMA, um, EDC, and so on and so forth, how, to, how they can make their, their downtowns um, vibrant and, and busy and, and more like ours. And it's just so fantastic to hear that because it's been a long journey. What I want to do is thank the current town council, past town councils, our town staff, chamber of commerce, DMA, DDA, EDC, um, and everybody who just loves downtown because it's just it was really fun to see, and it was just like it felt like every five ten minutes when we had a break, 
um, somebody was coming up to to me and and uh, and saying how great it was. So it's just nice to see that a lot of our hard work has paid off as council members, uh, past and present, and town staff, ta past and present, and everybody else. I just want to appreciate that. And also, I just want to say, you know, again, I, I kind of do this a lot, but we're during the holiday season, and it could be a tough time for a lot of people. Um, if you can extend a hand and donate some time or money or, or just uh, a, a good phrase or two of how much you love somebody is fantastic. So with that, Ryan Hollinshead. Thanks, Mayor. Yeah, I just wanted to, there's some people in the audience tonight that are here um, concerned about a local issue in their neighborhood. I think that's a lot of times we have comment on that, but um, this is my third year on town council, and just one of the neat things that I found at, at the local level of government is that, you know, people sometimes assume that things are just a done deal or that things are just kind of pushed through town, but uh, we get those emails from, from you, we hear public comment, and those things do mean a lot to us, and we do read them. Sometimes we don't respond to all the emails because sometimes there become a lot of them, but, um, we, we really do and we really take those things into consideration and that um, things at the local level or we, we, we really care about what people think in our community and try to act on your behalf. So thanks for being here tonight if you heard a comment. Thank you, Councilmember Brooks. Nothing tonight, thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Dietz. Yeah, thank you, Mayor. I, just a couple observations and takes. Um, I am a, an avid ICE person and I know I'm talking with people that where we can possibly for the future bring some ice to Castle Rock, so something I'm looking at. Uh, I know a lot of council would probably like that, so that's something that's being looked at. I think it's important and it would, to make it be private with very little public funding is the way I like to go about that. Ice, a full-size hockey rink, yeah. and then another ice rink for people that just want to skate and fall down. <laughs> um, another one too is we also have future needs for Cast Rock with development down, sales tax can't always run everything. I know council here, uh, we all got our minds on, we can maybe think of some, some other way to fund Cast Rock for the future. And then the last thing is just the public safety for the Crystal Valley interchange. It's something we need this interchange to happen and very soon. Uh, what I, observations, I got some notes here, so I'll kind of go around here, but where I live, I can watch I-25 up and down. And when I notice when fire station 151 can't respond, 152 has, and I time those times it takes for them to get back around to get to go out south on I-25, Crystal Valley interchange would, save us eight, 10 minutes and every second's crucial to life saving for a travelers just coming through or residents of Douglas County that could use some help. Um, that allows us for faster, more efficient life savings um, service and the Douglas County residents will, will benefit. We also could use the commerce over there. It will help us fund uh, sales tax for the future needs. So it's just adding to quality of life, but I also like to just commend our town manager. He's doing what needs to be done and should be done. I know that our town council, all of us are well aware of the major importance of Crystal Valley Interchange. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Dietz. Uh, Councilmember Bracken. Uh, no comments tonight, Mayor, thank you. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem uh, LaFleur. Uh, no comment tonight, thank you all for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. And with that, we'll move on to appointment for Cal, uh, Castle Rock Water Commission 2023-7. Due to recent resigna resignation, the Castle Rock Water Commission had an open vacancy 
The interview panel interviewed candidates and unanimously recommended the appointment of Angie Brown for a partial term ending May 31st, 2024. I will accept the motion. Move to accept. Second. I have a first by <laughs> Commissioner Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a first from uh, Mayor, Pro, Mayor Pro Tem Lafleur, a second from Councilmember Dietz. Any further discussion? Roll call vote, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Lafleur? Aye. Mayor Gray? Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on to unscheduled public appearances. This time is reserved for members of the public to make presentation to council on items or issues that are not scheduled on the agenda. As a general practice, the council will not discuss or debate these items, nor will council making the decisions on these items presented during this time. Rather, we will refer them to staff for follow-up. Comments are limited to three minutes per speaker. Though we're limited to 30 minutes total, residents will be given priority in the order they signed up, followed by non-residents representing the town of Castle Rock businesses, then non-residents and then businesses outside the town of Castle Rock as time permits. Council is also accepting public comments submitted written online at crgov.com backslash council comments by 1 p.m. today to be included in the public record. I do have three signed up uh, for tonight. First I have, uh, I believe, Jennifer, you're gonna have to help me with the last name. Oh, jeez. Thank you. Because I, would, I wouldn't have been close again. No red button in the middle there. Silver. 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 Sorry. There we go. It does turn red. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. So. I am a resident of Castle Rock and earlier today I sent you guys a letter um, asking you to amend the municipal code to protect the children from the impact of the RF and place a moratorium on potential cell phone towers near schools and parks in Castle Rock. There's interest by cell phone companies to locate their 5G towers in Castle Rock to improve the cell service and specifically the west side of the Meadows development. Um, I was here last week and talked about it also. Need from a safety perspective to improve the cell service in the neighborhood is absolutely true. Um, we've become a mecca for families here in Castle Rock, particularly those with kids, with our parks and our schools and our open spaces. My issue with the particular proposal by T-Mobile is the location that they're choosing, which is Bison Park next to Clear Sky Elementary and Butterfield Park, which is next to Meadows View Elementary. I will tangent and say the Bison Park Towers are actually designed specifically the way they're gonna go is they'll be directed 100% at Clear Sky Elementary. I live within a thousand feet of the towers and I have three children, including a six week old son. The primary users of the park and schools are children. These are a vulnerable group and have been identified as such um, by a variety of organizations. In particular, they've noticed, this was from a doctor at an environmental, a health and environmental at the University of Albany, that there's a latency for development of cancer exposure to radio frequency that is long, often up to 20 years for brain cancer. Thus, the cancer effects of the exposing of the children will not be seen immediately, but they will be elevated to the risk of cancer for many years to come. If we wonder if that's actually true and, and whether these towers are harmful to the kids, Verizon, the T-Mobile competitor, actually warns shareholders in their financial annual reports that they have risk of the health impacts due to their towers, particularly their 5Gs, and that they face lawsuits and that they are specifically reserving cash to um, protect against um, 
defending against the lawsuits, that they may have to pay significant awards and or settlements to the plaintiffs of the people around these towers. So it's not just um, a thought that some random academic has. Also, insurance companies have excluded coverage of health damages related to the RF radiation as a general part of their uh, policies that are out there. They view this as as high risk as asbestos and consider it high risk in their pricing. As we all know, the towns and the cities in the U.S. are not allowed to deny cell phone towers or applications on the grounds of health concerns per the FCC. Yet many communities across the United States have revised their municipal codes and or ordinances to prevent these towers from being built near schools and parks or within homes. Specifically within the state of Colorado, uh, Fort Collins has been successful in this. Therefore, I urge you to please amend the municipal code and put the moratorium in place while you're reviewing your municipal code. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> Next, I have Selena Zavarli. <laughs> Selena Zavorka. Oh, geez, I missed all, I missed the uh, <laughs> C and the K and it all works. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I too live within a thousand feet of the Bison Park cell tower proposition. I do have small children as well. And uh, I'm here to talk about three different pieces. Number one, uh, the bathroom that was suggested. Number one, Denver has just done a huge reevaluation in the past couple years of all the public restrooms around downtown. There were a whole bunch of different aspects that could have been brought in for design, uh, for materials, and for visibility that would help deter homelessness, vandalism, and potentially undesirable activities. So that was one piece that I would have liked to have seen in this proposal on how they're planning to account for those three things. Uh, the other piece that I'd like to talk about is the fact that the east side of Castle Rock does have cell towers on our buttes. It was originally put on, to my understanding, on our west side not to have that as a possibility because we were thinking about our property values, our views, all this good stuff. Now, what I would suggest is that we reevaluate that to some degree and utilize a better location for everybody to win, the community, T-Mobile, um, you know, the whole way around, to consider opening up a section of a butte over there. I could think of two or three locations for this to go forward. Um, the last thing I would speak of is I am an engineer. I do work for a very big company that does have 5G and RF capabilities. I can tell you that we have a whole safety course associated with it that you must take in order to do these things. That it can cause harm to you. That I don't know any specifics on T-Mobile because they haven't shared what frequencies and you know all the different five categories you have to list for everything that you see here. We do have RF standards that are associated with OSHA, the FDA, uh, the um, 
The ANSI, I didn't see any of that listed in their proposal that they're meeting these standards either. So I have big questions for them on what is being uh, you know, put so local in our community. Now, if you put it up on the butte, which is what I'm saying is no to this proposal, consider another location where we can provide safe distance for the community, school, children, and then potentially again, reevaluate the option of the bathroom and to be able to deter vandalism, homelessness, and any other activity. That's what I'd like the council to consider. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <coughs> Next, I have Casey Neal. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, members of the town council. Um, I appreciate your time this evening. I wanted to come here tonight to thank you and town staff for making downtown Castle Rock look and feel like a scene out of a Hallmark movie. It is magical. It really is. And every year it seems to get a little bit better. Um, I want to thank town staff for all the hard work and the long hours that it takes to get all this done in time to match the meetup of lighting our beloved star. I think it's a great addition to our wonderful tradition. Um, and you, my friends, you play a very vital role in all of this because it's not cheap to do this every year. I know that. We all know that. I think it's worth it, and I'm thankful that you think it's worth it, too. I really do. Um, I'm going to paraphrase here for a second, so indulge me a little bit, but um, a wise man once said to me, uh, if you don't like Castle Rock during the holidays, you're not doing it right. And I think, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I am, as a, on a personal level, I love walking around town and just soaking up the spirit of the season. As a business owner down here, I really appreciate the efforts to bring people downtown, some of whom might commit acts of commerce. We all know that there's plenty of that to be had down here. And as the president of the Downtown Merchants Association, I am grateful for the partnership that the town has with the Downtown Alliance. Um, I think that when we all work together, we're all better at achieving the goal of making downtown a vital, vibrant community gathering space for everyone in town, no matter where they live. So I look forward to working with all of you next year in 2024. And uh, I hope that this season of light brings you peace and joy and good cheer. Happy holidays. Thank you, Casey. I don't think, he was, I don't think that he was that wise, though, but I appreciate it. I call it Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I have no one else time to speak. If someone wishes to speak, please approach the podium and speak in a microphone. Online users may use the raise your hand feature and phone and call it press star three and state your name and whether you're a resident, non-resident, or business owner. You have three minutes to speak. We do have one online. This is Jonathan Seitz. May I, may I proceed or is it? Go ahead, please. Oh, okay, thank you. 
Hello, my name is Jonna Seitz and I'm a resident of the Meadows and live directly across the street from the site of the proposed cell tower, T-Mobile cell tower. I would like to respectfully ask members of our council to pass the moratorium that my gen neighbor Jennifer suggested uh, effective immediately on all new and or proposed cell towers within 1,640 feet of all elementaries and parks in the town of Castle Rock while the municipal code is being reviewed and amended. I think that my neighbor provided a host of relevant data, but I would like to add that on a personal note, I have three kids. I walked from my front step of that uh, front step of my house to that site, and it took about 55 steps to reach this site. And raising them adjacent to a large cell tire is absolutely terrifying to me. I recognize that the FCC guidelines state that the radiation emitted from a 5G tower is perfectly safe. However, those were last updated in 1996, over 27 years ago. And since that time, many experts in the fields of medicine and science have come forward with claims that the FCC guidelines are outdated and for children especially should be hundreds of times lower than the current federal limits. As Jennifer previously stated, many communities across the United States have revised their municipal codes and ordinances to prevent these towers from being built within 1,640 feet of a park or a school to avoid a conflict with the FCC and its requirements. Additionally, there are a number of state and local governments that have created setback laws to prevent these towers from being built basically on top of homes as T-Mobile is proposing to do to our property. Council members, if you would not be appreciative of a 35-foot tower being placed 55 steps from your front door, obstructing your views, affecting your property value, and endangering your children, I ask that you please consider this moratorium. I want to protect our children and all of the kids around this park, and I want to protect our property values. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you, Jonna. Anybody else online, Shannon? With that, we'll move on to the town manager's report. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Just a, a, a few items to uh, go through. Shannon, if you want to bring up the, uh, the calendar. My favorite quote from the mayor is that if you don't risk it, there's no biscuit. We, we, all, we all have our favorite sayings from the mayor. And, and while, while you're bringing it up, also, just for those that are listening in regards to the cell tower application at, at Bison Park, the, the Planning Commission is scheduled to consider that uh, next week on December the 14th, which is a Thursday. And then Town Council is scheduled to receive their recommendation on uh, Tuesday, January the 16th. So there's been some, there was some discussion about council considering it this month, but because that was the week of Christmas and also the next meeting was landing on the week of New Year's, uh, council moved that meeting to uh, January the 16th. So for our uh, report this evening, um, we'll just go through some, some calendar items. I think you all are generally familiar with this. Uh, the Toys for Tots Gala is this Friday. Um, there's a uh, core uh, member appreciation luncheon next week, council meeting on the 19th, and then our um, revised uh, Christmas holiday schedule there is, is set out. Dave, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is there, can we get our monitors on? Um, I, can you check and see if, on that, Julie? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. We may have them done here by the, before the end of the meeting. Um, so we'll, we'll work on that. I'm not sure why they're not up. Um, and then uh, you see the, the, the schedule then into January. The next slide. There we go. 
Okay. Got some neighborhood meetings. Um, uh, the yard homes, which is there at the intersection of Plum Creek Parkway and Ridge Road is seeking annexation into the town. They have a, uh, a neighborhood meeting here on the 12th. The Arbors, which is there along Wolfensburger, that's not the area that has been, um, all the infrastructure has been installed. It's a little bit to the east of that. They have their um, meeting, uh, a neighborhood meeting scheduled on the, on the 18th. And then um, here at uh, Perry and 2nd Street, uh, there's a proposed daycare going in. You go into to January, Chateau Valley, that's been a, a, a residential development that has zoning um, there between, um, it's really between 5th Street and Plum Creek Parkway, but it's, it's east of Mimmon uh, Park. Uh, they're having a neighborhood meeting on January the 9th. Wellspring um, has a facility that they are, have under construction now at the old La Quinta Inn. This is a different proposal for a project on property that is not currently in town along Wolfensburger. And then uh, Verizon Wireless um, is um, seeking to um, change a, 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 a poll there at Meyer um, Ranch. So that's some neighborhood meetings that are set out um, as well. And then we've got silly some holiday items here that are still going on in uh, Festival Park. And with that, I'm going, unless there's any questions on calendar, are you, any luck on the screen? We've got it, you got it here? We yeah. see your mug. Yeah, okay. All right, well, well we can change that quickly. Um, Maya is going to come up and um, introduce um, our holiday card award contestant um, that uh, successfully gave us a great piece of art for our annual holiday card. Maya? I think it's still on. I don't have a quote, Jason. I apologize. I'll have to work on that for next time. Um, yeah. So uh, the inaugural contest was actually held in 2021. I'd like to thank Dave and the town manager's office for having such a fun idea. So this fall, the Public Art Commission partnered with the Communications Division yet again to seek submissions for artwork for the town's official holiday card. Um, so from August through October, we had 16 students submit artwork. Um, the commission and a couple members of town staff then juried the art and selected an official winner. So Madeline E. from Douglas County High School is our winner this year. You can see her piece. It's titled Wonderful Wilcox Street. It's really exciting. Her art will be featured on the town's holiday card and website. It will also be enlarged, as you can see here, and placed in our public facility. So we'll have a huge board at the MAC and a huge board at the Recreation Center. Um, the Public Art Commission in the town will probably distribute about 300 cards this season. So it'll be great to have so many people in our community see her beautiful artwork. And then she will also receive a $100 gift card to Hobby Lobby, which all artists, of course, love. And she'll also get her own set of cards to send to her loved ones. So without further ado, Madeline, if you'd like to come up and receive your award.
Congratulations. Then I think we're going to have a briefing from Tara on some uh, development highlights. Other projects that are consideration. Well, good evening. I have a very short presentation for you guys tonight. This is my typical kind of first of the month meeting to talk through any new pre-applications as well as new quasi-judicial applications that we have received. Uh, so we, pre-applications have slowed down a bit, but we still have a few. So uh, this first one is in Councilmember Bracken's District 3. This is a pre-application for a new D1 training center in the Meadows Town Center. Uh, you can see on this map it's located um, just next to the Uber Griffin building, actually off Meadows Boulevard. Again, these are pre-applications, not formal uh, submittals at this time. Uh, in District 4, Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur's district, we have a pre-application to demolish uh, the home at 104 North Lewis. Uh, we have a requirement in our code that if it was constructed uh, prior to 1945, it has to go through a public hearing process. So they're uh, reaching out to find out what that process is to do a reconstruction. 382 Alexander Place, so this is on the north end of um, District 4, uh, kind of tucked up there east of the Perry's Pizza and Montana Vista is the, the office building. Um, HEI Civil has their office park there. This property is uh, located within the town of Castle Rock and this pre-application is to change the zoning on it to construct 79 townhomes. So we're taking a look at what that process is for them. Um, just south of the main part of downtown, uh, we have a pre-application request from the Castle Rock Motel. Uh, they've got a standalone shipping container on that property and are looking to find out what the process is uh, to see if that can remain permanently. Over in the plaza near the Coles um, and Milestone um, Mount Fuji restaurants, we have a proposal for a Tesla supercharger. So this is an EV charger specific to the Teslas. I believe it includes about 12 uh, stations in that parking lot. District 6, Councilmember Dietz's district, we have a pre-application uh, from Core Electric. This is a feeder project that would extend um, a mix of both underground, well, it is all underground electric distribution feeders. Uh, you can see Wolfensburger off road off to the west, uh, so it would go underground through some parcels and then connect over to uh, their Yucca Hills substation that they're constructing right now, um, just north of the Dawson Trails area. <laughs> New quasi-judicial applications, so as a reminder, these are formal applications, so different than the ones I just spoke about that are just still in the idea stage. These are formal applications that are submitted to town staff under review and will go to a variety of various boards for public hearing eventually. So District 2, Councilmember Cavey's district, uh, we have an application um, from the town. Uh, so this is a tower open space. This is a strip of um, land that's located between um, properties on Metzler Ranch and then Canyons Far South, just north of Founders Parkway. You can see that this narrow strip extends up to Crowfoot right-of-way. And so we're looking to, as a part of our overall cleanup of town boundaries, uh, looking to get that parcel that's owned by the town annexed into the town. And proposed zoning on that is a PL2 for open space. 
District 3, Councilmember Bracken's district, we have a formal application uh, for the Wellsprings PD zoning. So uh, Dave mentioned that. We already have an active annexation application in for this parcel. This is west of uh, town on Wolfensburger Road, uh, north of Plum Creek Parkway. You can see the roundabout with Coach Line. So the parcel you see in blue is currently in unincorporated Douglas County. Again, we're working through the annexation process and now they've submitted the formal zoning portion. Uh, their proposal is to allow uh, the needs that Wellsprings Community Center needs during, mostly during the weekdays, and then they would operate uh, church use on the weekends. So that zoning is now under staff review. District 4, Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur's district. We have a formal application for a common sign plan for 221 uh, North Wilcox. Uh, that is a mixed-use development under construction now. Uh, the reason for the common sign plan is that will um, require all the, the future tenants uh, to uh, pick from a consolidated list of signage. So this similar signage plan was put in place for Riverwalk North and South um, also. District 6, Councilmember Dietz's district, we have a formal application in, in Dawson Trails. This is the second um, uh, formal application for site development plan for residential units. Uh, you can see all these roads are in the process of being ripped out at the moment, but uh, Crystal Valley Interchange will be constructed at the north end of this area. Uh, new road work will be installed in the area shown in blue as proposed for 254 single-family residential lots. So again, that's just starting staff review now. That's all I have for you guys tonight. Happy to answer any questions, um, but to be clear, we're not having a quasi-judicial hearing on any of those items tonight. Any questions for Tara? Thank you, Tara. All right, thank you. That concludes my report, thank you. Thank you, David. Uh, town, attorney, town attorney's report. Uh, thank you, Mayor, no report tonight. Thank you. The, the acceptance of the agenda, if there are no changes to additions or deletions to the agenda, a motion to accept the agenda as presented will be accepted. Motion. Second. Have a first by uh, Mayor, oh, sorry, uh, Councilmember Bracken, a second by Councilmember Dietz. Any further discussion? Roll call vote, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? Yes. Mayor Portem LaFleur? Aye. Mayor Gray? Aye. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Moving on to the consent calendar. These items are generally routine in nature and have been previously reviewed by town council and will be voted on in a single motion without discussion. Any member of town council may be removed, may remove an item from the, the consent calendar. Number eight, ordinance 2023-38, ordinance designating the Cantrell School as a local historic landmark, amending sections 15.64.060 of the Castle Rock Municipal Code. Number six, Oh, that was number five, so this is number six. Ordinance 2023-39, ordinance authorizing the exercise of the town of pa town's power of eminent domain to acquire certain real property interests necessary for Wolfensburger widening project. Number seven, resolution 2023-142, resolution approving the intergovernmental inter agreement with the Colorado Department of Transportation Oversight construction related to Crystal Valley Interchange Project. Number nine, resolution 2023-143, resolution approving the town of Castle Rock's 2022 consolidated annual performance and evaluation report for CDBG. Number 10, uh, the TMP for uh, 2023-715, uh, resolution authorizing the engagement of Forvis LLP for the fiscal year of 2023 Castle Rock Independent Annual Audit. 
number 11, resolution 2023-145, resolution of the town of Castle Rocks, of the town council of the town of Castle Rock consenting dissolution of the Ruder Hess Recreation Authority. Number 12, resolution 2023-146, resolution approving the variances pursuant to chapter 9.16.070E of the Castle Rock Municipal Code for nighttime surveying of activities related to Castle Rock Water Acoustic Sewer Line Assessment Program. And number 13, minutes 2023-22, minutes November 21st, 2023, Town Council meeting. I will set the motion. So moved. Second. First by Councilmember Brackett, second by Councilmember Hollingshead. Any further discussion? Roll call vote, please. 642. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Deeds? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem on the floor? Aye. Mayor Gray? Aye. Thank you. I'm pretty sure that uh, Councilmember Dietz has about five minutes of speaking. You want to do about a little speech? Five minutes of speaking? He had, to have, he had 6.42, so we're not, wasn't quite there. Uh, time is now uh, 6.37. I'll set the motion to adjourn the meeting. Second. Our first by Councilmember Bracken and second by Councilmember Hollingshead. Any further discussion? Roll call vote, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Deeds? Yes. Mayor Portem LaFleur? Aye. Mayor Gray? Aye. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. We'll see you in a couple of days. Uh, we are adjourned. Thank you very much. <laughs>